What's going on, Badger fans? Um, recruiting rankings and Mabry Metoyer, is it are we on the same page here or is it way off? We're gonna talk about that and more on today's Locked On Badger special episode. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Badgers, your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Uh, we're going to get into it. We have uh, Mark Fitoyer coming on the show, the father of 2024 uh, quarterback commitment, Mabry. Um, Mark, I want to start here. I really do appreciate the time. What is Wisconsin getting? with your son? Well, um, besides a great kid, um, you're getting a, a family committed to his development and also um, uh, the Wisconsin family. Uh, you know, we, we've got another child that's uh, now at Oklahoma. He plays offensive line there. And um, we know what it takes to uh, play big time football. Um, I didn't play. I played high school sports. I was pretty good, but I figured out pretty quickly that my brain was probably my best attribute and wanted to become a physician. Um, uh, so did my kids early on, but they're much better athletically than I was. And um, uh, we, we just fostered that growing up that they saw what I did for a living and they thought sports was pretty easy. And they decided that's what they wanted to do because they have an uncle that played in the league for nine years, uh, NFL, they have grandpa, a grandpa that played for Gene Stallings back in the day for Texas A&M, um, a couple of uncles that played uh, for, at A&M. And so um, we, we know what it takes to play uh, big-time football as a family, and uh, uh, we just have wanted to foster that in their development as kids and give them every means uh, possible to achieve that goal. So um, once we, uh, you know, and we're also, um, you know, once we commit to something, um, that's where we're going to stick with. So it's been, you know, even though uh, McKay was originally a Cal for three years, um, uh, COVID kind of changed everything for everybody. So that's why he's at Oklahoma now to finish up. That's really his where he wanted to go um, out of high school, but he was under-recruited. Mabry is, we think, appropriately been recruited. We think uh, gets a little bit of a shade every now and then. We don't really understand why, but uh, hey, that's only going to make him a better competitor. Uh, in the long run. And I think uh, it's going to put a chip on his shoulder for uh, moving forward when he joins the big 10 uh, this January. But that's something you and I discussed kind of offline occasionally to the, the recruiting rankings. I wanted to talk to you about that kind of two parts here. The first is as a dad, as a father, is it, is it weird to see your son kind of ranked amongst all these other players and um, other times you just want to reach out and say, no, no, that's wrong. Or yes, you're, you're dead on. Like how hard is it to, to kind of see that or, or how, how unique is it to see that? Um, well, again, we've seen it both ways. You know, McCade was uh, my older son was um, a high three star and he committed pretty early to Cal and it, it was, it was like his rankings kind of stagnated at that point. Uh, we didn't. I didn't fixate on it. I didn't care. I mean, he was going to a great school, um, you know, academically very similar to Wisconsin, which is big for us. Um, uh, and from a medical standpoint, you know, Wisconsin's got a great medical uh, uh, history as well. Uh, but for we really don't focus a whole lot on that other than to uh, provide ammunition and energy to improve yourself. 
uh, as a top recruit, especially if you're a number one guy, there's always a target on your back. And Mabry was pretty highly ranked. Uh, some people are saying top one or two in the country early on because he got early playing time and had film early on. Um, and so uh, we saw that, but I mean, we realized it was very early on. He was kind of a man child uh, uh, when he was in eighth grade. Uh, he actually used to be a lineman. So uh, most people don't know that story except the recruiters like Longo and are kind of fascinated. So he really didn't start playing quarterback till he was a freshman. Um, and COVID was a real reason why he uh, kind of blew up on the scene as a quarterback because that's what he really wanted to do. So you know, his brother's a lineman, big kid, but maybe thinned out and was more athletic uh, from that standpoint. McCade had a great arm too. I mean, he could throw the, he could wing the ball 70 yards, no problem as a, as a senior in high school, as a lineman. So, um, but the, the rankings are interesting. Uh, and I see some of the complaints of the Wisconsin fans that when you get a ranking and then you drop. And uh, we've seen that on the other end with our older kids. So uh, I don't know if there's any truth to it or not. Uh, I'm a Aggie by, uh, um, uh, you know, by graduation. I graduated from Texas A&M and we always were kind of like the redhead stepchild in Texas to, uh, to the University of Texas. Um, so uh, it's OK being the underdog a little bit. But by no means do I think this team's going to be an underdog in the near future. Well, and I want to then focus on, on your son's scouting report. We, we've seen the huddle film. We've seen highlights. We've talked to some recruiting analysts. We see the size, the mobility. What is something that we're not seeing on film that that maybe brings to the table? Well, I, the one thing that people are starting to recognize is that he's a true dual threat. And he considers himself a dual threat but because he's 6'5 plus and – now up to 230 um, and can move with that weight. Um, you know, most people list him as pro style, but he's really a, a dual threat. Not that he's going to want to run, but he'll when he needs to run, he's going to get you the first down. Um, but it's the competitiveness and the leadership. Um, his competitive nature, he's going to put his shoulder down when he wants to, but not stupidly. I mean, he's not going to put his shoulder down against a – 250 pound linebacker that can run a five, four or five. I mean, he's going to try to avoid that, but if it's a five foot eight, 180 pound cornerback and he's got an angle on him, he's going to run over him. So uh, competitive nature, that's, he's pretty chill um, as a, as the leader on the field. But when, when it's on the line, he is a little bit of a maniac. So, uh, it's kind of been interesting to see him progress from his freshman year where he came on the scene at big time Texas 6A football where at the Woodlands, uh, I think there's been four or five kids that have ever played as freshmen, and I've got two of them. Um, <clears throat> and then Mabry played considerable amounts of time at quarterback, but mainly was a runner uh, because of his size. And then his sophomore year, he was real fiery, uh, personal foul for unsportsmanlike conduct about every other game. Then last year it was pretty chill and reserved. So I think you're going to see a nice combination of that this year due to maturity. And um, he, he really wants to win a state championship. And we leave the, the year off with North Shore, which we did last year, which it's either North Shore or Duncanville to win the state championship every year. And we played both of them last year. So um, uh, he doesn't shy away from competition. He loves playing big time teams. And, you know, these these are cats that are going to be we're going to be playing against when he gets to college. Uh, you got DJ Lagway, uh, who's in our district. Uh, that'll be the final game for us. So we'll be playing against uh, Willis 
Uh, we've got uh, Joseph Jonah, uh, uh, Anoe. He's a defensive lineman. He's committed to Georgia. Um, he's in our district along with uh, Justin uh, Williams, I believe. He's an uncommitted five-star linebacker. So we play against top competition. And uh, I think that's what you don't see is that those are the types of guys we play against, and he does well against them. So uh, intangible type stuff um, that um, we as uh, fans see here um, on a on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night here, depending on which night we're playing in Texas. And what is something? Um, and I want to get into the Texas high school football angle just a little bit with you as well, because I think I don't think people realize how big that is. It's know, insane. It is. Up there. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah. What is uh, maybe a big area of, of focus for, for maybe going into a senior year, something that he's really trying to either level up in or improve at? Is there something specific or is it just all yep. around? Absolutely. He's always been working on film. So he does, uh, he works with Sean Salisbury. Uh, he was in the league, you know, well, mm -hmm. Minnesota, played for Minnesota Vikings, uh, USC, uh, grad. Uh, he's a local um, celebrity down here, does radio shows and such, and co coaches Mabry. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so uh, he, uh, um, sorry, it's been a, it's been kind of a long day with uh, no dealing dealing with patients and everything. But he 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 is taken into the next season. Uh, besides the discipline of reading film, studying film. He's uh, been working with Coach Longo, learning the playbook. Now, that'll stop when the season starts um, uh, just because he just wants to focus on his final year. But uh, it's it's his short and really his medium-range game. Uh, he, obviously, he's got a big arm. Um, that's how he came on the scene. His very first pass when he was a, um, a freshman was a 55-yard uh, bomb uh, for a touchdown. Um, uh, so he, we've always known he's been very accurate, long, he can move. That's not, a, that's not a problem. It's and the decision-making is really good. It's just his touch on medium range and some short range stuff. And so we've worked really hard on that. Um, you know, the camp circuit has shown us that, um, and not to be so much of an arm thrower. Um, mm -hmm. he has really worked on, uh, the, the lower body, the hips, to uh, make the throws more effortless, uh, and he's definitely getting the ball out quicker. So we've identified, and he's identified, uh, some weaknesses that we're just fine-tuning. And But those are the main ones, obviously. Like I said, it's not the running game for him. It's not really decision-making. He makes good decisions, as evidenced by the few number of interceptions he has. Um, but it's the short and the medium-range game uh, that uh, just take what they give you and don't you know, throw it 45, 50 miles an hour. Um, so the guy, you know, can't possibly catch it because that ends up being a pick too. If you throw a little too high and too hard and then it's a it's a freebie up in the air. So put it to where nobody can catch it, but your guy and uh, at a speed and velocity that, uh, that he can. It's kind of interesting too. The, the biggest transition that he uh, had from being uh, at a quarterback uh, from his sophomore year to his junior year, he had probably – eight to 10 fumbles and only lost four as a sophomore, but he had only one um, lot. He didn't even lose a fumble. He had one fumble, but didn't lose it last year. So that was a big thing for him was ball, uh, taking care of the ball. And he had the same number of interceptions, I believe six or something like that. So were, were most of those fumbles on scrambles or was it more pocket awareness? No, it's always on a scramble. 
you yep. know, getting caught from behind or the side. It was never on, uh, um, uh, it was never in the pocket. Uh, he, his hands, he's probably got 11, 11 and a quarter inch hands. So the, the football is like a biscuit to him. So it's pretty easy to control it. And once we got away from him holding the ball out to the side and, you know, tucking it appropriately when he would take off running, we, we eliminated the fumbles. So. No, you love to see the growth there. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about why Wisconsin, why Longo, why um, really just heading to the Midwest and Big Ten. Uh, coming up next on Lockdown Badgers with Mark. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. Also, a quick second to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Love conversations like this because, I, I, again, I talk about it before on the show. I think we get smarter by being able to do this type of conversation. So really do appreciate Mark and everybody tuning in. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's something our organization uses, the one I'm involved with in my, my IT life. You know, We use LinkedIn. We look at profiles. We use their tools, their special screening tools, just to make sure that you're getting the right people that you want to talk to. And you're not wasting their time or your time. Again, simple tools, screening questions, allow you to focus on the right candidates for the right jobs. And it's why small businesses continue to rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, I do want to say thank you again for everybody tuning in. Uh, and let's just continue this great conversation with, with Mark Metoyer. Um, Mabry's dad and Mark I wanted to go here uh Phil Longo comes calling obviously has a, has a great reputation for developing quarterbacks he's done it for a long time great passing right. games when did you first entertain the, the idea of Wisconsin and how long did it feel like it took maybe not Mabry but it took your you and your your wife uh to kind of feel comfortable with that well I'm I'm a little bit uh different uh in the way my wife thinks about this and she's probably gonna be a little embarrassed if she watches this. So, but we actually had a visit when, uh, Chris, uh, was still the head coach in Bobby Ingram. So that's an interesting story. Uh, it was in September and we had an open date, uh, to visit, uh, cause we played on a Thursday night and Mabry had just gotten an offer or received an offer, uh, from Bobby Ingram in the summer. And um, and I, I thought that was pretty intriguing because one, it was Big Ten football. We had we had uh, initially gone on an unofficial visit uh, to Ohio State the previous year, um, and I likened it to SEC the SEC atmosphere. I mean, it was um, you know we had gone to I've been to a Northwestern game before. I've been to some uh, lower tier games. We played Illinois. But we went to Ohio State, and it was just like going to an Alabama game was, or Texas A&M game. I mean, Texas A&M, home game at night. And they talk about LSU uh, being intimidating, which it is, but it's just like physically intimidating. I mean, it, it's the fans are absolutely nuts. a and is a different story, but it feels like you're in the Death Star, you know, the, 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 with 106,000 pe- 106, people there. You know, it's uh, – it's, it, Football is life here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at Ohio State, I was like, man, this is the, this is the same way. You know, the, the atmosphere is a little different. It was obviously cooler and super nice because it was nice to get out of the heat. Um, and then when Wisconsin came calling, uh, we had a date open, and they were really kind of uh, 
I wouldn't say bugging Mabry, but wanting him to come. And I was like, you know what? We need, we got to go, go look at this. And, um, McCade is my uh, older child. Um, uh, Mabry's brother, the one's the offensive lineman at OU. He was like, dude, you got to go there. They got great offensive linemen. You know, last, you're not going to do well as a quarterback unless you have some protection. So, mm-hmm. you know, unless you want to be running for your life, which you can do, I mean, you know, if you want to be, have a healthy career, you need, you know, a good offensive line in front of you. And that's what we have at the Woodlands too. I mean, our offensive line is rivals most FCS schools, if not better, and probably as good as some, uh, you know, lower tier group of five uh, uh, guys. We got Colton Soraki, who's going to Baylor. We've got, Ryan Hughes is going to TCU. We got Everett Champlin, who's going to West Point, and then a couple of younger guys. I mean, it's and it, every year it's like this. It's two uh, power five, two or three power five schools, a uh, group of five schools. So our offensive line is our claim to fame here. Um, besides Antoine Winfield Jr., you know, Super Bowl winner, Danny Amendola, uh, Super Bowl winner, um, uh, Frank Izzo, uh, Super Bowl winner way back in the day. I mean, we've got more Super Bowl winners, I think, here than any other high school in the country. You can look it up, or rings anyway. So, um, Mabry and I went there. Marissa didn't come. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Gave us the red carpet treatment. And, uh, again, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And the atmosphere was great. We were playing Washington State, unfortunately. And it was like we had control of that game. And it was just like – Watching the, just how it went, I was just it, – it felt like we were playing down to them. And it was just – mm-hmm. it was really a strange feeling because we had them by the throat, and it was kind of frustrating. And then, of course, we're the – we were behind the uh, opposing team's bench, and, man, were they talking mad trash. And I was just like – you know, we're, we're, we're visitors, but if we – you know, it, it was pretty – it was pretty tough to witness. I mean, it yeah. was – uh, the fans, students were great. Uh, a lot of them knew Mabry, uh, you know, showed him a great time just while we were walking on the field. And then, you know, we had a, left with a great taste in our mouth. And then we were still considering Wisconsin. But Phil Longo uh, was putting on the, uh, you know, the pressure, so to speak, uh, just by being such a great recruiter and a genuine, honest guy from North Carolina. And Mac Brown – you can see why he had the recruiting classes he had because he's just photographic memory, super mm. personable. Both of them were. And so we were really, you know, we had pretty much decided to go to North Carolina. Um, and then, you know, then then there was word. Well, the big the big news was Fickle going to Wisconsin, which I thought was a great choice. And the first thing I told Mabry was, you know, that they're going to do great because now they got to – a guy in there that's taking a group of five team, put them in the playoffs and into an area where they're just kind of waiting to win, you know, like win again, so to speak. And like, but not just get eight or nine or 10, 10 wins, but win championships. And then, then we heard Longo was leaving. We're like, where's he going? And it was like coastal Carolina, the head coach, he's going to go to this other school, that other school. And we're like, kind of like an, not really knowing what we're going to do. And then he went to Wisconsin and I personally thought, I was like, wow, how crazy was that? We went to Wisconsin, really liked it. And now long goes there with fickle who actually had offered Mabry at Cincinnati. Mabry had an offer to Cincinnati as well and didn't consider it really because of where it is, but 
liked Coach Fickle, liked Coach Dom. And um, the rest is history, really. I mean, it was like, what are we waiting for? I mean, so what we did with our other, with McCade was, okay, here's your choices. What are your top three pros and cons of each? For us, it was basically North Carolina, Wisconsin. I mean, what are we waiting on? Because we're going to wait on end of spring. We're going to wait till the summer, whatever. And it was just like, I'm not saying I'm the voice of reason, but sometimes it's just like, there's no real reason to wait. And so we sat down early December and pros and cons of each. And really the only con that we could come up with Wisconsin was, okay, it's a two hour flight to North Carolina versus four hours of traveling to Madison. I mean, you know, both great public universities, top 10 for sure. Uh, get a great education. Um, fan base is uh, pretty close as far as, um, uh, just how excited they are about the program, but obviously Wisconsin big on a much bigger scale, more resources. And to be honest with you, just uh, better support uh, on the team as far as players and talent. And, um, you know, that's pretty much how we made our decision. And, you know, Longo, when he uh, latches on to you, he, he becomes, you know, like a member of the family too. And it's, um, He's genuine. He's honest. And like everybody talks about, he really is that type of recruiter. And uh, he doesn't throw out 15 offers and hopes some of the mud sticks to the wall. You know, he, he picks guys he wants and and uh, guys that are going to fit with the program very much the way Fickle does. Their philosophies are very much aligned. And that was the question I actually had for Fickle was like, are you going to control Longo's offense? He goes, I don't need to. They run as much as they throw and – he, you know, he knows how to how to control the tempo of a game. You, you don't. We don't have to score in ninety seconds every time. So, uh, we run the same offense essentially, although a much more dated version at the Woodlands. Uh, we're trying to implement some of the other some of those types of plays here at the Woodlands, uh, but it, it's very similar. We're four out, five out. We can line up heavy. I uh, wish we did it more often with tight ends. We don't really have a tight end, but. Um, Maybe putting Mabry in a tight end if we need if he needs to catch a ball, because because that could have been the easiest job ever was him being a receiver or a tight end. Mm-hmm. He's got um, he's got amazing hops and um, big hands and loves to catch a ball, but he just loves being quarterback more than anything. So, well, he's got the six five frame. Like you'd be a dangerous red zone weapon going out in a little post pattern there. Yeah, um, if you'll go back in some of the older Twitter uh, uh, posts when he played basketball, he I mean, it's all in warm-ups, of course, because <laughs> yep. uh, we, we've got a really good basketball program, too. But um, uh, he's a two-handed uh, dunking machine. He's uh, He can get up. So Let me ask you this quick. And, again, I really appreciate And with just a couple minutes left, but you were talking about the pros and cons, uh, Wisconsin, North Carolina, measuring some of this up. Is Some players talk about – wanting, for lack of a better term, a helmet school, right? Uh, a Texas and Ohio State. Um, it, was there, is, is this reflective of Wisconsin kind of nationally being in that tier, a school that can get to the playoffs with Phil Longo and Luke Fickle? Luke Fickle's done it at Cincinnati. Uh, it feels like players coming to Wisconsin or Luke Fickle expect Wisconsin to be able to compete at that highest tier. Yeah, I mean, it's especially for us because uh, there, and you probably have some people that watch this, uh, you, your W, the Motion W, that was actually our initial 
emblem. And then we we played a game on ESPN, a national game, many, many years ago and got a notice from the attorneys at Wisconsin to cease and desist. So we have a different W now. So um, nationally, yes, it uh, it's a helmet logo for sure. Um, obviously not, let's just be honest, it's not on the level of an Alabama, Georgia, USC mm-hmm. even, although USC is – uh, I've been watching some of their defensive uh, workouts, and it's going to be a. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think we're, when we when we get them in the, in conference, it's going to be a great matchup. Yep, uh, it's going to end up well for us because uh, our defense is so good. But um, I, I think this will help take it to the next level. Uh, uh, I, I fully expect, from what I've seen um, in person, that we'll win the West. Uh, we'll be uh, playing in the uh, Big Ten championship game this year. And um, uh, like Phil, Phil Steele says, and like a lot, a lot of other people say, I think we got an offside, uh, outside chance of making the playoffs. Now, if it was 12 teams this year, I would say it's no problem. Um, uh, I love Tanner Mordecai, uh, uh, Braden Locke. I mean, what a, mm-hmm. what a, what a great dude. And I know Nick Evers from uh, – uh, you know, from Oklahoma when he was there with McCade, and he's a, what a stud athlete, you know. So uh, there's not going to be a big step off as, if, if something happens in the quarterback room. So, um, and then the talent's always been there at Wisconsin. It's just I think that the depth at quarterback has been the issue for the most part. I mean, running back, you don't have an issue. Offensive line, um, the defense is always solid. So, um, yeah, it, this I think Fickle's going to take it to the next level. I mean, you've you've seen it with who, the guys he's pulling in. I mean, mm-hmm. we actually had Kevin Haywood uh, here locally with us uh, out at the lake, uh, and uh, with Landon uh, Landon um, also with us um, from Green Bay. And we invited a lot of other guys, but they couldn't make it. You know, Kai and Barry Johnson and Dylan and um, uh, to come hang out. But uh, yeah, Mabry's. Uh, w- you know, like I said, when you get Mabry, you get a family. So, uh, uh, and, and I will say this on the official visits, these coaches do, have done a great job at picking good matches for the program. These aren't just knuckleheads. I can tell you, I've been doing this for a long time um, as far as being on the recruiting trail with my kids. And there's, there's, you know, all the kids are, you know, the kids, but you can tell the ones that come from, uh, areas where it's not just football that's a priority in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, so, and I think the coaches see that and recruit that. And, um, and that's what, you know, Cal has to like Cal Berkeley. I mean, let's be honest. They got to pick guys that are, that want to probably have education as their number one priority. And they're not going to get the the top players all the time uh, or very rarely. So, Wisconsin's got a nice mix of that. North Carolina does, but not to the degree that uh, Wisconsin does. And I think this is a perfect um, amalgamation of uh, coaching that uh, can recruit with current talent on the team. I mean, because it's not like going to be like Colorado, who has a bare cabinet and when Dion comes in and has to clean house. Uh, this is uh, this is a special situation. I think we're in. So um, uh, we're excited to be a part of it. Uh, we're we're excited to witness it as fans. Uh, last very last question here, and again, I, I really appreciate of your time. 
and you hit on this a little bit. I wanted uh, in my show notes over here, I have uh, thoughts on Phil Longo and competition, right? You talked about Braden Locke, Landon Locke, Nick Evers. As a parent, is there any thought process to let's find a depth chart that makes it, it the because play, players and parents talk about this. Where can I play? What's the easiest path to playing time? Uh, it seems like for you and your family that you're, you're going to a place with a lot of competition. And it seems like you've embraced that. So you're right. Um, and I've seen two different aspects of it. Um, one is, you know, there's five offensive linemen, right? Um, it's a lot easier to make the depth chart if you get a scholarship, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I'm not an offensive lineman, I know, but I know what it takes to get there from a, just from a parent standpoint. But you're right. I mean, as a quarterback parent, it's different. There's only one there's only one position on the field. Um, only one quarterback can play at a time. So it, 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 in some ways it does play into where you decide to go. Um, but right now for us, I mean, it's, and, and to be honest, let's be honest. I mean, the transfer portal has made some of these decisions a little bit easier um, to go where you want to go. I mean, if say Phil Longo decides to leave next year, um, you know, at least you have the ability to try to make a decision what you want to do. Not that we would, because, I mean, we, like I said, we enjoyed Wisconsin before we even knew that was even a thought in uh, the AD's mind to, uh, to bring in Fickle and Longo. Uh, the place is a fit. The, edu- the area is a fit. Um, I mean, Madison's a lot like Austin, mm-hmm. um, except it's not as kooky. It's actually more pretty normal. Right. Uh, food's great, which it is in Austin, uh, a little smaller scale, um, and the weather's better, except maybe in January or February, but because it's hot down here right now. But anyway, uh, yeah, you have to think a little differently as a quarterback parent, and that's just uh, – and a quarterback. Um, um, but definitely not afraid of competition. My kids battled uh, as – you know, he's a, he was a lineman that's converted to quarterback, and nobody really, you know, thought much about it until he put in the work to make it, make it, uh, make him be the real deal. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to, to put in the work and compete. And, uh, maybe when he comes in in January, he's going to put pressure on everybody. So, um, what are our expectations? Uh, our expectations are that he's going to compete and put pressure on the guys above him. And, um, and that's good for everybody. So, and then, you know, we're not the experts. Phil Longo's the expert. He's got, there, there's no way we think he's not going to put who he thinks is the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. So one way or the other, another, that's, um, we got to trust that that's um, what's best for the program and what's best for, well, to be honest with you, for uh, the coaches. Yeah, that's a great answer. I love it. Uh, Mark, thank you so, so much um, for the time. I, I really do appreciate it. And I uh, would definitely be cheering along with your son for this entire year and hope to talk to you again soon. Yep. Hopefully uh, we'll, uh, the Sooners and the the Badgers will meet up in the, in the national championship. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. You going to get the split Jersey if it happens or you and the misses each have a uh, one side. Uh, we'll probably have one of each and switch at halftime. So I love it. Well, Mark, thank you so, so much. Have a a great rest of the day. And like I said, I, I really do appreciate it. All right. Pleasure, Ryan.